Hello, everyone. I'm Joel Bryce, and welcome back to Delta Waterfowl's The Voice of the Duck Hunter podcast. Today, we have a short but entertaining episode for you. I'm joined by Delta Waterfowl graduate student Katrina Terry. Throughout our storied history, Delta has amassed an impressive body of research that has significantly influenced how waterfowl, wetlands, and annual harvest are managed. At the core of all this success are the hundreds of graduate students who conducted quality research. Over the course of the 2021 field season, we'll get to know each one of our current graduate students, but today we'll start with Katrina. Hi, Katrina. Hi, Joel. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Good, good. It's pretty common in the COVID era to see into everyone's homes. So I see I, I'm, we're in yes. your kitchen. Yep, yep. I have a great office kitchen, so I'm close to the fridge for snacks. So it works out well. That's perfect. I wish I had a fridge here, but I don't. That's okay. So, hey, Katrina, we're gonna kind of we're gonna power through this session. Tell us first, Katrina, what's the title of your research, and where are you going to college? Uh, yeah. So the title of my research is um, "What Influences Brood Abundance in a Crop Dominated Landscape," um, and I am doing my research at Louisiana State University. Okay, and it's drone research too, right? Yes, correct. Okay, we'll get into that one, but wanted to, to put that one right up front. So I told you 60 seconds, give us the highlight reel of who Katrina Terry is. Um, all right, so I'm from California originally. I um, first got into wildlife um, as a young kid. I liked going to wetlands, catching bullfrogs with my butterfly net. Um, but it wasn't until I was 20 that I knew I could pursue anything in conservation. Um, and that was when I transferred to UC Davis. Um, and at UC Davis, I got to work on the wood duck project there. And that was kind of how I fell in love with the waterfowl community. Uh, it's basically been my life ever since. Um, also at UC Davis, I was able to be a part of their first time hunter camp with California Waterfowl Association. Um, and harvest my first duck, um, an American widgeon. Uh, since then, I've hunted in 10 different states. I have two bird dogs. I've worked across the country studying ducks, um, and I finally landed here in Louisiana, continuing my research with ducks. That's exciting. That's more places than I've hunted. <laughs> I, I did the math today because I was like, maybe 10, and then I looked at the map, and I was like, oh, yeah, exactly 10. Okay, okay. All right, so I set you up for this question. Why should a duck hunter, I think they should be, but why should a duck hunter be interested in the outcome of your research? Um, yeah, so I think duck hunters should be greatly interested in the outcome of my research because I'm actively trying to figure out what about a wetland in a heavily altered environment um, produces more ducks. Uh, and so if we're able to figure out what goes into these wetlands to produce more ducks and more ducklings, we're gonna have more ducks in the fall and more opportunities to continue hunting, hunting these ducks. Yeah, so you said altered. And so what we're talking about here is, is that wetland and cropland? Mm -hmm. Yes, so I'm working in an environment that is heavily dominated by row crop agriculture. So my wetlands are surrounded by corn or soybeans and occasionally wheat. Um, whereas a lot of the conservation that goes on in the prairies, uh, these wetlands are surrounded by uh, vast expanses of prairies because, you know, prairies equals habitat equals more ducks. Um, so it. we're trying to see if uh, wetlands in these more altered environments are still producing ducks. 
Got it. Okay. So now give us, give us an overview. Give us the 15,000 foot view of your research. Um, all right. So, um, yeah, so I'm studying these wetlands and ducts in the eastern side of the prairie potholes. So kind of the eastern third of the Dakotas, um, Minnesota, and into Iowa. And as I said, these wetlands are surrounded by row crop. So a lot of our wetlands won't have any prairie grasses around them. It'll go straight from cattail to corn. Um, and so we want to know, are these wetlands supporting ducks? Um, you know, are they producing ducklands? Ducklands, uh, since we generally work to conserve and study wetlands surrounded by prairies. Um, and, you know, as, as we continue over the years, we're continuing to lose prairie grasses and we continue to increase our row crop agriculture. So it's really important to understand whether or not these landscapes are producing ducks as we go forward. Okay. And so tell us about, so I know you were counting broods, you were using drones, you were sampling mm -hmm. aquatic insects, water quality samples, all those kind of things. What, what's, how did that all, how does, how do all those things fit together? Yeah. So um, we first want to figure out, uh, you know, are these wetlands, do they have broods on them? And so we first do that um, with using a drone. So my drone has both a thermal camera and a visual camera. And the thermal camera allows us to see these broods from 100 feet in the air, whether or not they're in open water or in dense cattail. And with the visual camera, we're able to identify the broods, the species, um, look at what age the ducklings are, and then count how many broods are on the wetlands. Um, and the drone's been very useful because in these more altered environments, uh, we tend to have wetlands that are uh, more covered in emergent vegetation like cattail. So it's harder to see broods if you're on the ground with binoculars. Um, so utilizing the drone's been uh, huge to really figure out if these wetlands have broods on them. Uh, and after we do our brood surveys, we're sampling wetlands. Um, so uh, aquatic invertebrates like insects and bugs are the main forage for ducklings for about the first three weeks of their life. They're entirely dependent on bugs and insects. Um, so we wanted to see how abundance in, of these invertebrates influences abundance of broods. Um, and we're also interested in the wetland vegetation out there. Um, you know, what, what is the wetland comprised of? It's cattail, bulrush, reed canary grass, how deep the wetland is, how big the wetland is. Um, and we're also looking at if there's any buffer around these wetlands. So is there any, any grasses that separate the wetland from that row crop agriculture? Um, and so we collected uh, all this data to see if we could figure out what influenced brood abundance. That's amazing. You had mentioned to me as well, something about insecticides. So you're, oh. so you, 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 sent you census or you count the broods on a mm -hmm. wetland and then you're trying to say do any of the variables around this wetland or in this wetland do, is there any correlation between what you find with broods and and all of your other all, other aspects that you're measuring right yes so, so um yeah so i'm looking at insecticides um so i'm looking at neonicotinoids which are uh, used in every corn planted in the prairies and about 80% of all soybeans. And this insecticide is water soluble. So when it rains, the insecticide just runs straight into the wetland. Uh, and the insecticide's job is to kill insects. Um, and since broods rely on insects, I'm trying to figure out if this insecticide 
is impacting um, the available invertebrates and if that could be influencing whether or not broods are on these wetlands and if that changes if there's one brood on this wetland or if there's five broods on this wetland. That's exciting. I, I do think everyone should be looking for those results and we'll cover them. We'll make sure that it gets out in front of everyone. And thanks for doing your awesome research. Now you're wrapping up. Yes. You're gonna graduate here soon? Yeah, um, I'll be finished um, because of like how graduation deadlines are. I won't have the official diploma until August, um, but I'm hoping to defend uh, end of May or early June, my thesis. Okay, so when will your results be available for people, even in the form of a thesis? Um, I would assume by August. Um, I guess I'm not really sure how long things kind of take by the time I send it to the graduate committee and by the time the thesis gets publicly available. Um, okay. But hopefully by the fall, uh, most definitely. Okay, we're going to hold you to that. Okay, so now what's next for you? You have some exciting news. Uh, yes, um, I will be moving to Bismarck, North Dakota um, to start a position as a research scientist with Ducks Unlimited. Um, I'll be moving in less than two months. Congratulations. Um, thank you. I'm very excited. I'm, I feel very fortunate to be able to continue, you know, working with ducks, working with these wetlands, and especially in an amazing area of North Dakota. Congratulations. Congratulations. Okay, that, that really kind of wraps up the, the formal part of this. I'm throwing a wild card at you here. So you're obviously super smart about ducks. I'm going to see how much you actually really know about oh, ducks. Oh, no. Okay. So I have a couple okay. questions for you. Okay. Multiple choice. Okay. In this sport, when a batter gets out for a zero, it's commonly called a duck. Is that sport A, lacrosse, B, cricket, or C, baseball? It's not C. I'm going to go B, cricket. B, cricket. You got that one right. Great. Yes. Okay, one last one. So right. we're gonna have some fun with this. Okay, so if someone wanted to watch, this is probably cheating because you're from California. If someone wanted to watch ducks play at the Honda Center, what California city would they need to go to? Oh no, these sports questions, man. Um, Honda Center, San Diego? Anaheim, oh. it's the Anaheim Ducks, the NHL hockey team. <laughs> I'm from Northern California. It doesn't freeze. I don't really do hockey. Okay. Okay. That's all the questions I had for you. I thought uh, it was kind of funny, you yeah. know, spend all of our time seriously thinking about waterfowl and all the science and our life, but sometimes we just need to have fun. So thanks. You did a great job sharing with everyone. If anyone has questions, this podcast has a dedicated email address. I'll forward them on to Katrina podcast at deltawaterfowl.org. Send those questions in, comments, and we'll get them to Katrina. So Katrina, thanks a lot. Really Thank appreciate you your time. Good luck finishing your thesis and have a safe move to North Dakota. Thank you so much. Great being here. Yeah, you're welcome. Take care.